Frustration can certainly be expressed, and I have occasion to express frustration. But I really get frustrated if there's zero ownership. There's not a plan A if there's no ownership, and you, you'll see that when there's a plan A, ownership becomes so easy. There's always that plan that we're going to recover from this. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to the show. We are continuing our leadership series this week, and uh, with Jim Robinson, you never can go wrong, and man is a wealth of knowledge, a certified coach, speaker, author, and CEO. And uh, Jim has some great input this week as we talk about the plan A versus the plan B and maybe a plan C. Essentially, are you bought in 100% to your plan A? Are you focused on your career or your, your life's plan? Have you burned the boats, so to speak? Are you committed or are you focused on other places in your life. We talk about that and more and how you can help your team achieve their plan A on the next FM Evolution. So stay tuned. You're not going to miss this. But before that, here's a word from a sponsor. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready and because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to the show. We are continuing our leadership series today with Jim Robinson. Hey, buddy. Hey, glad to be back. Love these Friday afternoons. Great opportunity. Can't beat it. I love love getting this thing recorded and just heading off to the weekend and gearing up and getting started again on Monday. Outstanding. Let's rock and roll. Today, we're going to be talking about, uh, well, you know, you had a food for thought I thought was really, really good. And uh, the way my take on is, is are you all in with plan A or are you still thinking about plan B? Yeah, that thing. That thing. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to explore that with you and, and kind of get your thoughts on that and what inspired that idea of, uh, of really kind of being in with plan A. You know, years ago, I was listening to... Um, um, it was it was an actor, and I forget his name now. But he was in an interview, and they he was basically defining what his plan was in life, right? And his plan was he's going to be a fired guy or something like that. And he stumbled into the acting career, and he goes to Hollywood, and he says, "Geez, I, you know, I'm going to try this acting thing." And but he was going to be a fire guy, and so he went on for this went on for a couple of years as he's telling the story. 
he says, you know, my real passion was is that I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to really be in Hollywood and really have some commitment there. And when he decided that that was truly his love and his passion and that he was going to pour everything into that, he realized that that was the golden moment. And to me at that moment when I heard that story, and this has been 20 plus years ago, is that if you add passion to whatever that is, whatever you commit to and you really mm-hmm. add it and it becomes your number one focus, you don't need plan B. And much like he had the fire uh, the fire department thing and he, he was doing acting, he really had A, B, C, D. He had endless plans. If this fails, I'll do that. If this fails, I'm going to do that. And how many people over the years that I've employed or worked with I always seem to have a plan B or a plan C. So that resonated with me. I say, you got to have a plan A, one plan, and go all in. Tony Robbins years ago, I think he got this from Jim Rohn, but he, he says, if you're going to take the island, you got to burn the boats. And I I've, repeated, I've repeated that phrase I don't know how many times because that's the reality. So it is really truly having a plan and going all in. It's pouring yourself into that one plan. Yeah, you, you wrote in there that people that don't have a plan B – tend to be wildly successful with their plan A. And that it doesn't mean that they lack failure. It just means that they, they work through the failures because they have the plan that this is it. This is what we're doing. Plan a, having that plan A is a level of commitment. Mm. It's really being that driven. It's pouring everything of your heart and soul. Um, years ago, listening to Dave Ramsey, and it's odd to hear him say mortgage the house, right? It oh means because he's not he's not financing anything, but it it means to go That's all true. in, right? It, when you when the wave comes up, you got to make hay when the sun's up, and it's one of those things. If you have a plan A and you put everything in your heart and soul, watch what happens. Plan A will just manifest into this amazing life experience. As opposed to, I've promoted people over the years, and I promote them into a managerial role. And if I'm pulling them out of the field, Mm. inevitably, they always say to me, if this doesn't work out, can I go back in the field? Just in case. Just in case this doesn't, (laughs) you know, this might not work out. And it's an opportunity as a leader. I have to show up, and I really got to kind of lead them and show them how to add that passion into their space. And once the demands show up, they typically go all in. Yeah. It takes a little bit of time. But the, the, once the demand comes up, they're like, okay, this is home. This place needs me. This spot needs me. This role needs me. I'm all in. And as soon as they convert to that, that takes a little bit of time. As soon as they convert, as soon as they convert, you watch what happens and how well they can serve the client at a very high level. They don't. They no longer have a plan B. They don't ever say again, hey, I think I'm going to go back in the field and you know fix widgets or whatever that is. But it's they go all in. It's a it's a plan A. I love that one of the things you brought up was uh, war, the Winston and Churchill uh, quote, which was "Never quit, don't ever quit," because on the other side of of uh, pain, frustration is victory. Yeah, yeah, that that's so powerful. If you ever have read Churchill's uh, bio, basically in the wars of Texas and so on, is uh, hearing him speak in that way. And even today, Dave Ramsey, if I go see Dave Ramsey, he inevitably uses the phrase from Churchill as well, is to never quit. And I don't know, 15, 20 years ago when I read about Churchill, I learned of his phraseology and how convinced he was that 
it's really the plan A. It's you don't have an option to lose. You may have setbacks. You may have some challenges to your plan A, but that's where we grow. That's how our plan A becomes so much bigger than it is in our thought of today. But never quit. Never, ever quit. And that was what he told his troops and his men. And he don't quit. We're going to lose some guys, but you cannot quit. If you're committed, we will be victorious. And that's what it is. Pain. In his case, death. Pain, death, frustration. That's not what it is in career paths, of course. But it's, uh, it's there is pain and frustration. And it's a hill. And uh, you got to climb that hill. And on the other side of that hill is a success story that you get to share. Um, but you got to live with that plan A. You got to go all in. It's funny. A lot of people feel like they're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> stress. The stress, yeah. It, it's the it's a managing stress. It's stress that gets to them. It pulls them down. It weighs them down. Cortisol levels skyrocket. Heart's yeah. exhausting. You get home, you're physically spent. Uh, I, I get it. I've been through all that. I've been in business a very long time, 35 years in this role. I had this company. And it's uh, you certainly have peaks and valleys. Uh, I have one plan, and it's to be CGP, and it's to run CGP, and it's to serve. And you've heard me give many speeches that I close everything. I'm here to serve. How can I serve you? And it's uh, that's who I am at my core. It's I have a plan A. So what's what do you think is the best way? You're working plan A, and of course, like you said, there's gonna be there's gonna be failures. What's like the best way to address those failures? What's how do you not lose sight of plan A? Uh, not losing sight is not easy. It takes discipline, it takes focus, it takes laser focus. And some days when you don't want to, you have to do it anyway. And it, you do have to push that through. Uh, as your plan A grows, because it will. My plan A started when I was 12 or 13 years old. I knew exactly what I had to do and when I was going to do it. I just didn't know how all the pieces would come together because I wasn't educated enough to figure out what that meant. But it's gathering people around you, increasing those teams that support that growth, um, and watch how that expands the people, right? It's driving to your plan A. The people around you also have plans. They want advanced careers. They want money. They want the, those things that are around them. And the more they watch you pursue plan A, their plan A becomes into just full view. Uh, but you got to people. You got to have the people around you. It's not a solo flight. Uh, yes, portions of Plan A is a solo piece, but for the most part, it, it takes the village to raise the kid. I'm still a kid. I need the village. <laughs> I think we all kind of do. Um, wh- well, you know, one of the things you said and that caught my um, my attention, and another food for thought, which I thought kind of matched well what, with what you're saying right now, is. Um, as your t- as a team, that we're only as strong as our weakest link, right? And so in that village, that village is only as strong as the weakest link in that village, right? Yeah. And I, and I know you talked to you've talked to us <clears throat> multiple times about Jack Welch and how he understood you know this kind of philosophy. I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever read about Jack Welch, yeah, you know, twelve billion went to a hundred billion. I mean, he took, he he got really seriously focused on Plan A. GE was uh, running amok, if you will, and for lack of a better description, but they they were acquiring businesses they had no business doing, 
and they were growing so rapidly and they had so many different platforms. I forget the number, but it's astronomical. When Jack came in, he said, well, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. How are we doing, you know, these things all over the place when we should get laser focused on our plan A? And so he went back to that philosophy and he brought everybody back to that philosophy and he recognized the facts that we all have weak links in our teams, right? There's always a weak link. And he always would practice about the bottom 3% or the bottom performers based on numbers and based on a few different criteria. And the, la- the, the lowest performers were regularly, I'm not your leader. I'm not good for you. We need to set you free because we have other people yeah. and other opportunities. So that, that was a regular thing he did. I, I don't do that at CGP, <laughs> but uh, I definitely push uh, to get the low performers to be the top performers. And there is always a weak link. And in smaller businesses, it's easier to focus and funnel time and effort. But the team as a whole is only as strong as that weakest link. Yeah, he is really famous for that, that system of differentiation of, of where you have the bottom 3% and, you, and really people making decisions, what, what are they going to do with them? You know, are they going to set them free uh, or, or can they be brought into – the middle ground can it be productive? And uh, it was really interesting. He's actually Jack is one of my heroes. Yeah, uh, I one of the first business books I read was Winning, and so that influenced me dramatically, which is what caught me on this. Because, and uh, you know, he was, you know, it's so funny when I was reading his book. I imagined him to be this big, strong, mm. just you know, a uh, huge presence of a man. And I saw him speak, and he's a tiny, small guy, small guy, and he has his little voice, you know. And, but he, in spite of that, was able to create this culture where you're really uh, uh, able to influence people. And he had to make a lot of tough choices too. Oh yeah, he was small in stature, yeah, but enormous, enormous in heart and thought. He was, he's just a giant man, uh, not in stature, of course. He was he was tiny, but. Just a brilliant guy. I mean, he he received that title, you know, as the, he's the the manager of the century. It, that's a hundred years. Can you really put that title on anybody? That means you really turn some lives over. And if you think about his people, <clears throat> excuse me, the the bottom three percent for him. How many of those guys actually had Plan Bs and Plan Cs? Right, he, a lot of them. The, that stuff manifests itself when you when you got non-committal. They say today only thirty-eight percent or something are engaged in business. I, I like to believe we have fifty, sixty, seventy percentile. But we're a small company; it's easier to engage people. But overall, the statistics are in the thirty-eight percentile, mm-hmm. and that's people that have Plan Bs. It's they always are thinking about when you leave. Years ago, I I said I'll give five hundred bucks first guy to tell me to leave. They're they're ready to quit. I give you five hundred bucks today. Leave the meeting. Five hundred. How about a thousand bucks? Are you ready to quit for a thousand bucks? I give you thousand bucks, and I nobody stood up. And some of guys that uh, this is fifteen years ago, by the way. Uh, some of those guys are still here. Some of the guys that were in that meeting and watched me do that is because I've I've understand statistics and I've paid attention to numbers my whole life, and it's. Uh, Trying to understand that process is, uh, are you committed to your plan A? And that's building your career and staying focused. And if plan B is hovering, you're going to fail. 
Do you find it's it's hard to find people who are committed all the way into plan A on your team? I mean, it's I don't think it's gonna be that easy, right? I mean, there's gonna be some challenge to it. Um, it's not a problem finding it. It's uh there is some opportunity there for growing it. Mm. People get scared sometimes of their plan A's. They feel mm. like, oh my gosh, I overcommitted. What am I thinking? And in some cases, they actually haven't broadcast what plan A is, right? They haven't stood up and really took charge of what that plan A looks like. As a manager, you can look at them and you can figure out plan A. They're just all in. It's their livelihood. It's their who they are. Uh, until they commit to plan A, there's not much anyone else is going to do to help them and guide that process. As long as they have a plan B or a plan C, there's always opportunity to fail. And they'll certain, when we things get weak, they cut and run. Hmm. So it's really then about all of the the development then of developing those people who are going to be your future leaders who are all, then all in on that plan A to help drive the organization. It's really finding the finding the time to help them embrace what their plan A is. Mm. Um, in the trades, out of all businesses, probably in the trades, there's more. I'm going to be self employed and be a contractor one day. And sure. yeah, that's true. Most of the people who we hire were already there. Yeah, they've already tried that, and the fail rate is you know ninety nine percent in contracting business because you got to do a lot of things, and there's your one person, and it's very complicated. Um, so figuring out where their plan A is in career path. Years ago, we started talking about it, uh, appreciating the trade as a profession. And that's how we speak about everybody here is you are a professional. You need to perform as a professional. Mm. And when they finally embrace their plan A, that that's really their career path, it's a, it's a way different game. And we watch them engage differently. We watch how they perform. It's so vastly different. But they got to embrace that. And plan A is whatever their career path is. They got to go all in. So as from a CEO and leadership standpoint and facility manager, do you feel like the messaging and the clarity of our message or the company's message is imperative to getting people on that plan A to kind of find in their path? For our employees? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's it's clear that they need to understand where my plan A is, where my plan A was born, how it came about, why CGP came about. I think it's important for the employees to understand that. Um, I think it may add a level of comfort, so there's some buy-in for them to actually say, Geez, I am a professional. This is my career. I'm not really trying to open my own company and do something crazy different than I'm doing today. And it's really applying all of that expertise, that professionalism, and really pouring into a plan A. If they have a plan B, you've probably been around long enough that you've seen me help support people transition sure. into yeah. their, being their own employee or their own employer. Uh, I'm not opposed to any of that stuff. I support that. And if there's somebody that's grown into that level, I get behind them and help kick them in the pants and keep them pushing. <clears throat> but for the most part, we have a lot of employees. They have uh, no aspirations of trying to be an employer. And uh, they have every aspiration of trying to find a career path that will be rewarding. And it's it's finances. It's paying their bills at home, getting, you know, meeting their needs. So mm. it's spending time. So clarity in the message is key and then really kind of investing your time training and helping them find their plan A. Yeah, and it may not be as much training as it is supporting because most mm. people kind of know their career path. They know where they're at. They know which lane they're in. 
and it's really supporting them to kind of rise up and be their best in that role. Uh, it's not really a training to find that. The training comes in and uh, their plan A is pretty defined and then they're trying to get from A uh, to this direction or that direction. It, that's a training thing, right? We can all hire trainers and coaches to teach us things because we have our plan A and we're trying to get there. So there's some training involved, but defining plan A, that's a support system. So you got to get behind them and support them in the roles. A strong support system. And that, that means failures and all, by the way. As a, mm-hmm. as a business owner, as a leader of the company, I have to support those sometimes gross failures. Um, and you've witnessed a few of those. I have. <laughs> I think we've been through a few, and we've learned so much from them, though. Yeah, we learn, amazing. we learn as a team from that. The, the individual learns in that career path that will be enhanced. It's that the client never feels that, yeah. should never feel that. We just eat it. We move on, we grow from it, and we, and we push. But that is a support mechanism, and that's really imperative. Expensive education sometimes, uh, but the education is ir- irreversible. It's lasts your lifetime, and the growth, as long as you stay, we get to leverage that as well. There's some opportunity in that. I've generally found that um, working with you and, and going through and seeing where people are like, you're not mad? You know, like, what what just happened right now? Yeah. And you're like, what is it to be mad at? We're learning. And we're going to have to move on, you know, and and are we going to repeat this this mistake? No. <clears throat> yeah, I think the important thing is, is one, that you don't get mad about things. That, that's kind of a waste of time and yeah. effort and energy. It really defeats the purpose. Frustration can certainly be expressed. And I have occasion to express frustration. But I really get frustrated if there's zero ownership. Yes. There's not a plan A if there's no ownership. And you, you'll you see that when there's a plan A, ownership becomes so easy. It literally can just spew out like, man, I royally screwed up. What did I do? How did this happen? Here's what we need to do. There's always there's always that plan that we're going to recover from this. Um, it's the ones that I always say, not me is on the payroll. <laughs> the not me. Not me. <laughs> that guy's on the payroll. He's running around somewhere. I've never met him. Um, but as soon as I hear that there's a blame or there's a discomfort and they're pointing fingers to somebody else's success in the minute, in the minute and saying they actually failed, there's no ownership in that. When there's no ownership, there's zero career path. There's really a plan B or C that we're just not aware of. Yeah. They're just not committed to plan A. Ownership, full ownership, full commitment, that's your plan A. So that's a good indicator as you're going through and you're managing your team is looking for the people who are taking that ownership. Knowing that that's a good, okay, they have a plan A and, and we're it. This yeah. is it. Yeah. yeah, and even in an interview process, you can ask them, what's the last thing that you did that was really a, a negative situation? How'd you handle it? Let them explain how they handle it. And I can tell you during that how'd you handle it part, if it's a story <laughs> or if it's real. <laughs> if you can share it. <laughs> yeah, if they're going to share it freely, <laughs> yeah, there's some reality to it. If they have to hesitate and really process, put a reservation to it, they're talking to the interviewer. If they're putting a reservation on that, then we know that it's not complete truth. But for the most part, if there's full ownership, they really do. They're really defined in their plan A, and they're going to take responsibility because for for an owner, it shuts anybody down. And you can do this in your relationships at home. Hmm. Just take full responsibility, no matter whose fault. Take full responsibility. It stops everything. Literally stops everything. It's hard to do sometimes. Been married 35 years. <laughs> but... <laughs> Full responsibility, regardless of uh, fault, that's a huge, huge win. You can see that in people with plan A's. So kind of wrapping up, 
working with your team on on a plan A and is really clarity and mission what you're doing, looking for them to uh, help support their plan A and their growth and getting to know them and who they are, and really looking for that ownership in the process to understand that they have shifted into that plan A and they're fully on uh, on that task. Yeah, sit down and talk to them. Ask questions. What does plan A look like? You you will learn pretty rapidly if they are putting on a plan B. If plan B is to go off and open another business and even in a competition with us, as long as they're not trying to steal from us, that's an ethics and a oh, and yeah. a morality thing uh, to me. It's um, you got to support them because we as leaders have an obligation to support growth, and we're here to serve. And if I can serve you in the capacity of serving our company and our clients, then I'm all in. But if that's not working and I'm not a great enough leader for the individual, then I'll help support them on their journey to, to exit. And there's uh, we get a lot of thank yous. We have a lot of people that stick around. I'm friends with many, many people that have worked for us in the past. And uh, I don't think I have any enemies. Not to say I don't, but. Uh, I think we do. I think we have a lot of good relationships and a lot of opportunity. In fact, we've subcontracted with people that used to work for us, and they now have a contracting company. And we've been able to engage them. So lots of opportunities. But figure out the plan A, particularly in your management level, people, supervisor levels. Uh, know if they have a plan A. If their career is plan A, it will it will revere itself as such um, and just acknowledge it and support it. Great advice. I think that's something that everyone can use out there. Uh, I certainly hope that we are plan A uh, with a lot of people who are learning and growing and through these leadership series, we're a part of your plan. So we appreciate you guys listening. Um, I wanted to ask you, Jim, what was uh, just for this week, I'll throw you a curveball. What was your, your, your toughest challenge for your leadership this week that you would say you could get some advice on? Toughest challenge this week. Uh, Probably employment, mm. um, putting the right gamers in right now with the COVID, the unrest, the civil unrest has been extremely complicated for businesses. Um, putting in the people that are not fearful, but very sensitive um, and being able to process through that, that'd probably be a leadership challenge this week. I guarantee you, I'm not the only one in that boat. Uh, anybody in leadership, yourself, others around us, supervisors and managers are all feeling that same thing. So you want to make sure we're, one, we're sensitive to other people's needs, even though they may not be ours. We have to be sensitive and open. Um, But so that would be the toughest leadership challenges. We continuing to balance COVID, being cautious, safe, in compliance, all of those little bits of challenges, those things are leadership challenges right now. Awesome. Well, thank you for the great advice. We'll continue with our leadership series. I'm excited to have you back on again. And then for everyone who's watching uh, on YouTube, don't forget to click subscribe. Hit the little bell notification so you can get our newest and latest, greatest videos out there. And uh, you can find us everywhere that podcasts are available to listen to. We thank you guys and appreciate you listening to the show. And Jim, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Click, check in, listen. Thanks for your participation. Thanks for having me.